Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. Uh, the hour in which we're in right now. And what I'm saying is that uh, we have to have uh, discernment. We have to have our senses exercised to discern what is good and what is evil. Uh, folks, I believe it's very important that we develop our spiritual senses, right? And so that's where we're at right now. We're on lesson number two and volume number one of developing your spiritual senses. Well, when you start talking about that, the first thing that is very important to realize and to recognize is that I must, again, we talked about this last week, I must be born of the spirit and then I must learn how to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit, regardless of whatever man, person, uh, individual, woman, whatever it is, whatever minister is teaching you, it's still the Holy Ghost that is the teacher, right? And I think sometimes people get this mixed up because, uh, you know, without having an understanding or rightly dividing the word of truth, you'll get some people to feel like that they don't need to listen to anybody because the Holy Ghost is the teacher. But that's not the way God has set it up. Again, he is the guide. He is going to lead and guide you into all truth. In other words, he is the one that will give his approval or, will, or give the stamp of denial uh, to what is being spoken, right? And so you, God has set everything up, uh, again, even in the scriptures, all the way through the body of Christ in the scriptures, and he set a way and order of way for things to happen. But ultimately, the Holy Ghost is the teacher, he is the one that will bear witness to what is being said, to what is being spoken. So what happens is sometimes people can't look beyond the person and they can only see the person, but not the spirit by which the person is operated in. So you have two sides of that coin. You have some folks that act like they don't need no one to teach them anything because the Holy Ghost is going to teach them everything. And understand that is really being out of balance. I know they, they feel like what the scripture says, we need that nobody teach us. But that's not that doesn't mean that God doesn't have teachers in the body of Christ. Because we're not going there tonight, but I'm just trying to make a point of understanding uh, point number one, that the Holy Spirit, he is the teacher. But the Holy Spirit is going to use vessels that he anointed with wisdom, revelation, and understanding to help teach the word of God, right? So you want to write this down. Again, Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone. Again, he said, but the church, again, the body of Christ is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone. So God's going to give an anointing and a gifting to people that he alone have graced and he alone has gifted and anointed, doesn't come from the people, it comes from God, but then the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit 
is the one that will either give his seal of approval or the stamp of denial on what those people are speaking. So he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. Glory to God. That's good news tonight. So, so we have to understand in order for to develop our spiritual senses, we cannot get out of the parameters of the spirit of God. So the getting out of the parameters of the spirit of God is, means this. That means if God says, I give, an, I give unto the church ascension gifts, right? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And that's found in Ephesians 4, right? For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith, right? So God is the one that gifted people with those anointings in order to be used by the Holy Ghost to get people to the place of their maturity, Lord have mercy. So the Holy Spirit is the teacher. So I want to, I want, that's point number one. But if you will, I, this is kind of a little bit of bonus material because I got to show you this in the word of God. So you don't think I'm just making something up. Uh, the book of Ephesians chapter number four. And then we're going to get back to point number one. Glory to God. Like I said, even when we're teaching, when we're praying, when we're worshiping, when we're fellowshipping, we have to be willing to be subject to the guiding of the Spirit of God. So if he wants to change things, then I have to learn how to yield to him and allow him to change things so that I'm that he's in control more than I am in control. Okay? So we're talking about developing your spiritual senses. Lesson of volume number one, lesson number two tonight. And so again, on our Father's Business video conference call. So watch what he says here at Ephesians chapter number four and verse number 10 uh, through uh, uh, 14. And so again, I mean, you can read all of this, but we're not going to read all of the scriptures tonight, but you can read this. And I want to, I want to bring something out. He that descended in the, is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. He's talking about Jesus, right? And he gave some. Now, who gave some? He gave some. Well, he is Jesus, the chief cornerstone. He, the author and the finisher of our faith. So getting outside of the parameters of the Holy Spirit is if I will say, well, the Holy Spirit will teach me and I don't need to worry about what else God gave. No, that's getting outside of the parameters. So he gave some. He gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? Verse number 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and into the, uh, of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man or a mature man or fully grown man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Watch this. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Let's go ahead and get one more verse. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Jesus Christ. 
So we just read Ephesians chapter number four, verse 10 through 15. Remember our base scripture for this whole lesson is Hebrews 5, 14. That strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Folks, even a, even a, a vicious animal or a beast, whatever, even a lion is cute and cuddly when it is a cub. And it really can't do much damage to you. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's just small. It's a child. It's an infant. It's a baby. But if that lion that has all the strength and power in it could ever develop and grow up into a full-grown lion, then it can eat you alive. So I'm, I'm making a point here. God, glory to God, is wanting his children to grow up in Christ so that we won't be tossed by everything that comes our way. We won't be tossed to and fro with every word that is spoken by, by people, by men, everything the enemy tells us. We won't be moved by that. We can no longer be put in bondage by the deception of the enemy because we are no longer cute and cuddly Christians, but we are full grown sons and daughters of the living God. Glory to God. That's good news. And so Jesus has given some. Folks, and, and, and you have to understand this, he gave some. So, so no man can take upon himself the anointing unless God gives it to them. And I think that's what happens. So as immature people, we start looking at the man and not the mantle. In other words, we start looking at the messenger and we stop looking at the anointing or the one that the messenger is declaring and decreeing and speaking about. So he that, the verse 10, one more time, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. So when God gives you that anointing, that anointing is given to you for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's why it's given. So if he's given it that to me, understand, he's not given you a gifting or an anointing just to make you jump and shout and run around the church and do backflips, you know, and, and, and have an exciting time. But the anointing is given for perfection. Oh Lord. It, the, the anointing of God, the, the anointing is what helps us develop our spiritual senses into a place of growth. Say growth, right? No longer being a child, no longer being an infant, but given the example, like I gave earlier, how cute the little lion cub is. Oh, it's so cute. You know, you want to take it home. But folks, if that lion cub grows up, hallelujah, you, you're going to try to get rid of it, right? And, you know, you pick it up and it's so cute, and it's just, but it's a lion. I'm trying to, what am I saying? I'm saying that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah, and you and I are made in his image and his likeness. And the enemy is not afraid of us if we stay little cubs, but if we grow in grace, and mature into full-grown sons and daughters of God. Now we can do some damage in the kingdom of darkness. Are you with me tonight? 
Glory to God. So uh, that's bonus material, if you will. Glory to God, man. Good, good stuff. So we're talking about developing your spiritual senses, right? How many people are in the church, have been saved, and been saved a long time, but have never developed spiritually? I'm talking about the spiritual things of God, right? Growing up into maturity, getting a learning how to walk in a supernatural disposition, learning how to walk in love, learning how to walk in peace, learning how to walk in gentleness, learning how to walk in the fruit of the spirit, right? And that only comes through development, folks. And that's what I've come to realize for a lot of people. A lot of people, do, a lot of people even right now, don't really need deliverance. Now, there are some that need deliverance, but many people don't need deliverance. What they need is development of their spiritual, of the spiritual man that's on the inside, right? Because the spiritual man has patience, right? The spiritual man can hold his temper. Glory to God. The spiritual man can hold their tongue when things are not going their way, right? The spiritual man has a sensitivity uh, and a, a, of a heart of sensitivity to be quick to forgive and, and quick to repent. Glory to God. Mm. So, Lord have mercy. Praise God. So, point number one, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. So, if you will, go with me to the Gospel of St. John, chapter number 16. Folks, why, why does God want to tell us all of this? Why is the Holy Ghost teaching us this? Because we are supposed to be uh, teachers, we should be the light of the world, we should be the salt of the earth, but folks, I've come to realize something, that you and I cannot be this unless we get to a level of maturity in the gospel. So if you got that with me, glory to God, if you could share that on the chat function there, glory to God, praise the name of the Lord, hallelujah, uh, on the chat function is... Uh, St. John, the 16th chapter, and verse number 7. So watch what he says here of uh, in St. John, the 16th chapter, and verse number 7. Praise God. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. And we're going to keep on reading down to verse 13. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart... I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he who, the comfort, he's talking about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin because they believe not in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now, this is Jesus talking to his followers. Notice what he says here. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come. Talking about the Holy Spirit. When he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, 
and he will show you things to come. All right? Praise God. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. He is the spirit of truth, and he will guide you into all truth. So understand, we, we shared several scriptures last week as well. Uh, John 14 and 26, as well as John uh, 15 and 26, talking about the Holy Spirit or the comforter, right? The spirit of truth. He's going to teach you all things. So let me go quickly over to John chapter number 14 and verse number 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, I want to say this because this is something that I've recognized uh, again with people, and it, it kind of makes me laugh, especially when people just tell me, I just can't understand the word of God. I tried to read the Bible. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's because most, most likely it's because you really don't have the teacher on the inside. See, folks, just reading the word is not going to give you understanding of it. You have to begin to have a relationship with the author who is the Holy Ghost, right? All scripture is God-breathed. It is inspired by the Lord. It is God-breathed. The Holy Spirit is the author, right? The context came from man, that means, in other words, man wrote the text, but the content came from God. So they didn't just write what they felt like writing. Whatever the Holy Spirit told them to write, then they wrote, right? So you need the Holy Spirit to interpret what he was saying when he had the different personalities write in the scripture. Glory to God. So that's why if you have the Holy Ghost and you're yielding and submitting to the Spirit of God, you don't have to worry about being deceived. Why? Because we just read John 16 and verse number 13. I, I hope that you grab a hold of this. This is good stuff. And 16 and 13, he's going to lead you. How be it when the Spirit of truth has come? He will lead you and guide you into all truth. So one of the ways that to develop your spiritual senses is you have to get into a bona fide relationship with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Because his whole job is to lead you and to guide you into truth. See, folks, if you are being led by the Spirit of God, if you are following the Word of God, you will be led by the Spirit of God. And I'm telling you, you cannot be deceived. Why? Because he will, he will always check your spirit. In other words, if the Holy Spirit is guiding you when something is off, when something is not right, your spirit will know it before your mind is even uh, aware of it. Praise God. Let, let, let me slow it down right there. So the Holy Spirit is the teacher. So we want to remember that. Okay. And also the Holy Spirit is the revealer. So go with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Now, I know we've gone back over this somewhat, but I'm telling you, this is so important for the saints of God to walk in victory in the hour in which we're living in, folks. Folks, I, I am, I am glory to God, amen, praise the Lord. Uh, and, and I have to be careful because people think sometimes, you know, they think you become insensitive, but folks, if we believe what the word of God says, Lord have mercy, 
if we believe the Bible, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Folks, I don't care what's going on. I open the scripture and it tells me that I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Now, i got a revelation of that. I believe that. I don't care what's going on naturally. That cannot change my position or my condition with God. Glory to God. Amen. So, 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Lord have mercy. And uh, verse number 7, for the sake of time, because I want to try to get to some more of this, if the Lord give us grace tonight. But it says, but we speak wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom. Why is it hidden wisdom? Because it has to be revealed, right? God doesn't just make himself known to the casual believer. Uh, hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us, how? By his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Watch what he's saying. The spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. Check it out. And watch what he does. The spirit searches all things, the, uh, even the deep things of God. For what man, verse 11, for what man knoweth the things of a man except or save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So folks, that tells me right there that you and I cannot even know God except by the spirit of God. And this is where, where people mess up. They're trying to know God intellectually. They're trying to know God through information and reasoning. Folks, nobody can know God that way. The only way you and I can know God is by the Spirit of God. And we're going to prove that here through the scriptures in just a moment. So watch this. Verse number 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Check it out that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Glory to God, the Holy Spirit, amen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, check it out, for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them. So folks, let me tell you something. Let me, let me give you some help here because I know your hearts are great and, and, and you want to bless everybody and you want to help everybody. But folks, if a person is not uh, subject to or uh, willing to yield to the spirit of God, they will not be able to understand the things of God. It's, right in, it's written right in the scripture. Let's read it one more time. Verse 14. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually what? Discerned. Remember our base scripture. Strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, who by reason of use have their senses exercised to do what? Discern. 
what is good and what is evil. So folks, save yourself a lot of heartache trying to trying to give somebody understanding and uh, get them to grab a hold of what you're trying to tell them unless the Spirit of God gives them revelation. And the only way to do that is that they have to submit themselves to God. And folks, God is not going to waste his revelation or his wisdom or knowledge on somebody that's not willing to obey him. I'm just telling you how God works. Now, you might not like that. That's okay. But that's just how God works. Praise God. All right. All right. Uh, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. But who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. The mind of the anointed one and his anointing. Christ, the anointed one. And the anointing comes by and through the, the indwelling or the, or the saturating of the Holy Spirit. When, without the saturating of the Holy Spirit, the anointing is not there. And the anointing is Christ in you. The hope of glory, right? Praise God. Okay, so that's why it's so important that I need revelation. I don't know how many times you noticed that, but over and over again, it says, it said the spirit revealed him, revealed him. The wisdom was hidden wisdom. Why was it hidden? It was hidden because it had to be revealed. It had to be uncovered, right? God, uh, un he covers up the mysteries of the kingdom because he's not going to allow any, just anyone to just, uh, uh, casually or fervently understand what he is doing, right? Remember what Jesus said? He said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends because you know what I'm doing. Okay, glory to God. So the Holy Spirit is the revealer. So you want to pray continually. God, help me to get revelation. Give me a heart and a mind to receive revelation through the saturation of your spirit. All right. So now, so uh, uh, point number three, and we're going to get to, looks like we'll get to some of these tonight, but not all of them. But point number three is this, is that revelation is the path to spiritual development. Revelation. I need to have the word of God revealed to my spirit, right? Re not just information, but revelation. In other words, being saturated in the presence of God so that my spirit is illuminated to what God is saying and doing in my life. All right. So now go with me to the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of St. Matthew. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The gospel of Matthew chapter number 16. Now, many of you know this, you probably preached it to somebody else and everything else and whatever have you praise God. But now let's let's dive into it and look at it in the scripture. Watch what he says here in Matthew 16 and verse number 13. And this is when Jesus asked his disciples, uh, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And so let's look at it literally. Let me read it. And I don't want to just try to quote it. I don't want to misquote it. But let's read it. Matthew 16 and verse 13. He says this. He says, uh, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, 
and they said, excuse me, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Okay. Some Elias and others Jeremiah or, you know, one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Now that's a question that every Christian needs to be able to answer for themselves. Who do you really say that Jesus is, right? Because that's going to make the difference on how you and I are going to live, folks. Who is Jesus to you? So watch this. And then uh, verse number 16, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, this is big. This is real big right here. Notice what he says. This is real big. He says this. He says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for, for flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you but my father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Glory to God. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth mm, shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now we're going to stop right there, but I'm trying to show you something here. Access and authority and power was only given when revelation came. Did you see that? He said, Peter, you didn't get this by intellect. You didn't really know who I was by your, just by your reasoning, but you received this from a revelation from the father. In other words, God uncovered it in your spirit. And then from that point, he says, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. You, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you. Glory to God. I'm going to build my church upon this revelation that I am the Christ, the son of the living God. Folks, and so revelation is what you and I need in order to walk in authority, to walk in power to walk in confidence, to walk in discernment. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon. Mm -hmm.